Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelsey Goldstein and Abby Frank. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone, to the Podcast Connector podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Longmore, CEO of the Podcast Connector. And today we have our very special guest and preferred vendor that I'd like to introduce you to, Ms. Tina Forsyth. So Tina, if you don't know Tina, which I would have a hard time believing you didn't because she's an OG of the online world. She started her own coaching business back in 2000. Tina, what in the world? Way back uh, in the day. (laughs) Back when we had to walk through 18 snowbanks and whatever else, right, to get to school. (laughs) So she, uh, when she was in coaching, she realized that there were a lot of visionaries that needed some pretty high level support. And she's very good at strategy and implementation and, and systematizing things. So she began working with six and seven figure leaders in the coaching industry to help manage and grow their business. And that's where the online business manager role was born. So Tina was the pioneer of the OBM world. And that's how you would know her if you heard her name, because she has created the International Association of Online Business Managers in 2009. She is the home of the certified OBM training. It is a registered training. So if people are offering that to you and it's not registered, maybe you might want to take another look at that because Tina is definitely your person. So she has trained just tons and tons and tons of amazing people through her OBM uh, training and and connected with so many amazing people in her association. And then as I think what happens, Tina, right? When you're really good at something, people start saying, can you show me how to do that? And because you created such an amazing certification program, then you decided, oh, I will help people create their own certification and licensing programs. And if you know Tina, you know that she's got a really high standard of care and she raises the bar. She's not just going to teach anyone how to create a certification program because there are certain criteria that she looks for if she's going to partner with someone and help them do that. But anyways, we'll, we'll go on and on about that. I'm, I'm kind of rambling here because I could talk forever. We've known each other for a really long time. So Tina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. I just feel like we should let people in on the behind the scenes, um, like the the non-recorded part of the chit chat before an interview, right? Because before every podcast that like, even for me, when I'm a guest on other people's podcasts, that always happens. And we were, we were talking about TikTok and just the trends of social media and the ebb and flow of all the different because you and I've been around for so long, we've just seen so many so many trends and tactics. And, um, and I think the, the reason why you have the longevity that you do is that there's a time and a place for tactics for sure. And trends, mm-hmm. right. They, they can be a contribution, but they really, sh- they shouldn't be the strategy. They're not a strategy. They should just be things that sort of, 
um, put the sprinkles on top of the cupcake, the cupcake being a solid business foundation and solid strategy and so on. So before we dive into what you offered just on that topic, like what, what's the, what are some trends that you've, that come to mind when you think, oh yeah, I remember those days when that thing lasted for all of two minutes and it already moved on, but we sometimes forget about these things. I feel like there's variations of that, that go on in the online space, especially as it relates to like what we're doing and how we work with clients. Cause whenever I think of trends, I, that I think from that perspective too, of, you know, what does that mean for us as an individual and how easy it is to get caught up in all the things that we could do in different ways. And when we've been online as long as we have, there's this, oh, everybody's doing memberships. So oh, everybody's doing trainings. So oh, everybody's doing this. And then everybody's doing that. And everybody's building an agency. And like, there's these cycles of different ways and different business models that we can employ that I think are all amazing and beautiful and wonderful. There's a time and space for all of those things. Um, but it's it's really being aware of like not getting too caught up in that in that as well. Like when we talk about the certification side, because like you said, Jennifer, that's exactly what happened for me is I was doing my thing, running my own certification. People started popping up and saying, you know, tap, tap, hey, Tina, how do I do that too? You know, and at first it was like, oh, let me give you a couple of tips. And then over time, I really started to work with people in a more direct, in-depth way to help them develop their certifications. And strangely enough, one of the things I always say is a certification is not for everybody to create. Like, it's not the right business model for everybody out there. There are some very key things that you want to have established and you want to have in place. And it needs to be the right time as well to be doing that. And, and that can apply to any type of business model out there. But, you know, in particular from my world, talking about the certification piece, it's just beware of the trends. Like, don't hop on the train of, I'm going to start doing this. And I'm going to start doing that just because that's what everybody else is talking about or doing. Mm -hmm. how, well, how do we know then that it's time for a certification? There's a couple of things that are really important to have in place in order to be ready to create a certification. Uh, first and foremost, you need to have your own intellectual property, your own IP, your own methodology, your own stuff that you've created and put together. Uh, and it needs to be proven and tried and tested in the marketplace. This is an area that I take a pretty firm stand on uh, compared to maybe what others may or may not think the same way I do here. But you know, your best certifications and, and part of knowing you're ready for a certification is the fact that you've lived and breathed and tested and proven this methodology, proven that it works, right? Um, it's not enough to just come up with a great idea and say, hey, I'm going to go out and build a certification around this. You know, a certification is essentially training and giving other people a way to create success in the same way that you've done for yourself already. Like, oh, I've already been very successful at this particular thing. I think of your programs, Jennifer, it's like you did and, and worked with people directly and worked with clients directly for years doing what you do. And that turned into 
a certification at a certain point, right? Like it was based on you having done the work and proven it and lived and breathed it. And then, hey, there's something else here. There's something here that could be a value for others as well too. Mm-hmm. I love that. So for those of you listening, you may not know that I have some other companies and um, that's what got me here to the podcast connector was me uh, doing a lot of interviews and, and major media and publishing all kinds of books and various things, right? I've had, I have this weird, like unintentional media journey that in some ways is more robust even than some of the other things in my business. But yeah, we're talking about the certifications of my other company, which Tina incidentally is helping me with because, you know, I'm a generator and I, I'm a quick start and I'm a quick follow through. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm a big believer and I'm a a perfectionist. So I've learned that I have to just silence the perfectionist when it comes to launching anything, because she will never launch anything because that will, it will never be perfect enough for her, meaning that (laughs) archetype. Right. So I, I'm of the notion that, yeah, like only offer, I I don't offer anything that I haven't mastered. It doesn't mean I'm perfect in it, but I, I do feel that I have to be more than competent. Right. My job is to teach people how to be competent through my program. So obviously above competence would be great, but um, I, I, I build it as I go because I realize that it's only in launching it that I can, you know, like I'll usually launch it as a beta and then I start to learn, oh, okay. Ooh, I didn't realize I needed to build that out more or whatever. Right. And so the price point reflects that, but I do think a lot of us uh, myself included, can build things, including a business from um, just throwing a bunch of duct tape on things. And we have to be able yeah. to take that off and put some Gorilla and Glue in that, place. That's fine. I think for a lot of different business models out there, like I always say that, I mean, I'm definitely a high quick start. I'm a visionary. I'm all those things. There's been plenty of offers, programs, coaching, different things I've I've done over the years where it really was a let me make it up as I go kind of thing. Like, let me throw this out there. Let me see what happens. Let me see who's interested or what it is or what it isn't. Um, and that can work for a lot of different things. But with a certification, you do have to be more purposeful and specific around that. You know, it definitely is a business model that you can't just throw together and make up as you go. Um, or if you do that, at least it could be very risky and potentially, you know, cost you in some bigger ways down the road, especially if you're not protecting your work and the right agreements and all kinds of things that you need to have in place for that. Um, but, you know, it's one of the, it's definitely one of my favorite business models from the perspective of, I really look at certification as a visionary's business model. Um, because it's one of the the best ways to truly expand a brand and expand our impact without having to carry the weight of everything on our shoulders ourselves. Um, I know, for example, a lot of the clients I work with uh, through developing and launching their certifications, they're often coming to me at a point where they're like, okay, I've been doing this a long time. I know it's really great stuff. I know it works. I mean, maybe they're doing training, maybe they're doing coaching, maybe they're doing done for you services, they might be a service provider or whatever it is. They know they've got great stuff. They know it works because they have really happy, satisfied clients. They know they want to take things to the next level. But there's generally a couple of things that are going on as well alongside that, one of which is, um, hey, I'm kind of 
tired of doing this myself <laughs> a little bit, right? Like there's something about acknowledging at a certain point where, yes, we may love what we've created and it's awesome and amazing, but we ourselves may not want to be the one to do or to offer that thing anymore. Part of when I launched my OBM certification years ago, that was back in 2009, part of my motivation at that time was I was tired of being an OBM for my clients. I just, I had done it for a long time. I think I'd done it six, seven years, maybe up to that point. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. So it was like, you know, but I know there's something really great here that I want to continue to put out there and expand and share with others. And it's also a really great business model. I call it a collaborative business model because it's a way to continue to grow and expand a brand without having to carry the weight of all of it on our shoulders alone. There's lots of ways to, to expand and scale a business. And a lot of other models still require us to carry the weight of most of it. I don't mean that we're not getting help and support and day-to-day -day and all of that, but even the energetic responsibility of like, hey, I've got this amazing program and I'm going to be the trainer or the coach or whatever for it. If we're scaling through that model of here's me and my company, and we want to get as many people as possible into this thing that we're doing into our company, there's a certain amount of like weight, expectation, complexity, team structure, all kinds of things that come into play there. Whereas the certification model is looking at things and taking a bit of a different approach to expanding our impact and expanding our reach instead of just, hey, everybody's going to come to me and work with me directly or work with my company directly. It's why don't I train and certify or license other people to do what I do? And then they in turn can go out there and continue to serve more people in there in the, through their own business and through their own way of working with people. So it becomes this really beautiful way to almost share a vision and share the mission of what we're creating while still building a really great business that allows us to do the work that we want to do and continue to have the impact and, you know, be out there more and more in various ways. Yeah. I love that you shared that because that's definitely one of the reasons why, where I've seen people want to create a certification is when they've just you know, when we put in our 10,000 Malcolm, I call them our 10,000 Malcolm Gladwell hours, right? If yeah. anyone, and most people I think have read that book. Usually it's more, uh, meaning like at least 10,000, but definitely by the time you put in like 20,000 hours of something, I think you're pretty much ready to move on and or find a different way to expand it, right? So oh, yeah, that's what you're talking about where you just, you do, you, if we're a growth mindset oriented person, and there's, there's limited growth now, like there's diminishing returns on the amount of growth that's available because we now have to stretch ourselves again. Uh, then teaching other people how to, how to do that is a great way to, if we don't want to have business anymore, to refer people that we know are going to provide a, a similar standard of care to us because they're being treated yep. or trained in our mindset. The other is, yeah, like there's, I, I think from a legacy perspective, there's literally only so many hours in a day that we can be working with people and, and, or only so many, like 
only so many people we can hold in, in a container before it's irresponsible. Yeah. Meaning like we see some of these bigger names that have a proprietary, like how to attract your, your life partner kind of trainings or whatever. Right. And they have, they have no choice, but eventually to bring in associate coaches because you mm -hmm. might have 5,000 people registering. Clearly one person is not going to be able to answer the question of 5,000 people. Right. But if you mm -hmm. now train people in that same thing, then you have a bunch of use. Like if it's your mission to truly, you know, ensure that everyone finds love in this lifetime, I'm just making that up, then the, the best way to do that is to create compound leadership, right? And like start, start yeah. you know, um, turning on other light switches, so to speak. Compound leadership. I like that. Yeah. That's a great way to describe Because it. some people, you know, it's more about the legacy for me. And I'll share this just in case other people listening go, I don't fit into those camps. You might fit into my camp, which was that I have a natural, natural teacher archetype. I think a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. And, and we tend to create certification programs when we have a natural teacher archetype. It doesn't mean you have to have one to do it. I'm just saying that when you have a teacher archetype, people usually come to you before you even know you're ready, which was my case yeah. saying, yeah. can you teach me how to do this? So in both, both instances, people came to me very soon on when I was teaching the material. And again, I only teach things like I was teaching it as an, as an open class, so to speak. Right. And thinking it was going to be a one and done sort of thing. And, uh, but I only ever teach anything that I feel that I have a certain level of mastery over. So yeah. then people said to me, can you teach this? And I was like, that wasn't my point in my head. I'd think it, I, outwardly, I'd say, let me look into it. But in my head, I was like, what, what do, you <laughs> <laughs> do I have time for this? Do, you know, all, it wasn't part of my plan, whatever. Uh, and we know, in fact, my most lucrative things in business are the ones that never had like this big grand design to them. It's usually the things mm. that other people pull on me. And so in both instances, people came to me, my first certification, people started getting mad at me. They thought I was being selfish, that I was trying to hoard information, that I was um, trying to deprive them of the information or make them beg for it. And I was like, no, I just didn't know I was allowed to teach you because I waited for some unidentified body to tell me I was allowed to teach you. That was my, my filter, right? Keep in mind too, I come from academia yeah. and I worked as a forensic investigator, right? So I have a certain, like, there, there's just certain conditions that made my brain think a certain way. And then I entered this other space. Uh, and then the second time it was uh, a, one of a three-part class and after the first class all kinds of people said when are you going to make the announcement for the certification when are you going to can i can i be on the advanced registration list for the certification i was like what certificate of course not saying this out loud right so in both <laughs> instances my point is i had to tune in and say okay do i feel like i have what it takes can i really take good care of people through this process do i feel like yeah. i and actually in the second case uh not because i was trying to be cheeky but because i really just wanted to make sure I said to the people that were reaching out I said well if I did create a certification for you what would you want in there and then when mm -hmm. they came back and told me I was like oh yeah I can do that no problem for sure I can yeah. do that. so that's how it was born and both of them were super easy uh, made you know generated a lot of income from them not that that was the main goal but the point is is that I think if I had have just said oh I think I should certify people in such and such without anybody asking me I might have had a different outcome yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely, I, I do talk about some of these other signs that it might be time to create a certification, one of which is people start asking, because mm -hmm. I really do think like when we 
do great work and we are who we are showing up and doing our thing, um, people take notice of that. And I know for me, it was similar back when I was creating the OBM certification years ago. It started because on one side of the coin, there were more and more people who wanted to hire an OBM. And at that point, an online business manager really wasn't a thing. Like it was a phrase I coined to call myself that back in 2002 timeframe because I knew I wasn't working as virtual assistant. Like that was the only other uh, sort of established online service professional at the time was a virtual assistant and that didn't fit what I was doing. So I started calling myself an online business manager. And over time, you know, more and more people were like, hey, Tina, I need to hire somebody who does what you do, right? Like these coaches and online trainers and other business owners, they were tapping on my shoulder on one side. And I'm like, dude, I'm full. You know, there's only so much of me to go around. And then on the other side of the point, I started seeing more and more people <coughs> call themselves OBMs, or they were saying, I want to do this too. And it was, I don't know if I've shared that with you, Jennifer, but I wrote my book when I wrote my becoming an online business manager book. I thought that was the end of it. I'm like, okay, I wrote a book. Bye. <laughs> You're laughing. Yes. I'm like, literally like I wrote a book, go read the book, go be an OBM, go on your merry way. Bye. Yeah. You know, and within <laughs> the book came out in October 2008. And we launched the association by the end of that year. And the certification, the first certification ran in April of 2009. So within like six-ish months, you know, that book turned into a certification. And a book is a beautiful start to a certification for sure, for those of you that are writing books or have written books already. Um, but, you know, it really was this, this sort of one of those signs being that people want to do what you're doing and they're tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, can you share more with me about this? Or this might sound like a bit of an odd one because we don't want this to happen. But if and where you see people using your stuff, right, in a way that they shouldn't be, like if you've got a training program and people are taking stuff from your training program and then they're starting to train people with it or they're using it with their clients, they're doing stuff that really they should not be doing <laughs> based on copyrights and agreements and so on. Um, on one hand, yes, it's like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Like there is a legal and a, you know, an, an agreement consideration there to look at. But it's also looking at this idea of, okay, if they're using your stuff, they're using it because they want to be using it. Like there's something in there that they're finding very valuable and attractive and important. So, hey, why not rein that in and structure it in a way that does have, you know, the right license and or certification and structure around it so that, Everybody is in integrity with it. And so that you're able to also offer this as an option for people in a way where you're getting paid and being honored for the work that you've created. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, I think that, and the other timing aspect with certification too is, I mean, like anything in business, to some degree, there's there's the time, when's the right time to do it? But then there's also, it's, you know, when do I want to do it side mm -hmm. of it too? But it takes a fair amount of effort to really, up, especially up front with the certification. That's the work I do with my clients is really designing and laying out and working through and structuring and getting everything in place for this certification. That can take a chunk of time. It doesn't have to take a super long 
amount of time, but you want to you want to really fit it into the flow of what you're doing in your business overall versus just like you like you and I shared we've already, you know, you and I will both operate this way sometimes where it's like, "Oh, let me just throw this out there or hey, let me make this up as I go." Um we do want to be pretty strategic and purposeful with it. But you know, it's such a great time the the season we're in in the business world at large. I mean, I tend to work very online. So I think a little bit more in, from an online perspective, but this can certainly apply in all kinds of ways. It's there's so many people now like what we've seen over the past few years with like the age of COVID and people working from home and and the way part of the way how how like the business and work world is changing is there are just more and more people that have either started their own business or want to start their own business. And once upon a time, like back in the days, what was it when we were walking up 18 snow hills or whatever (laughs) to start our businesses, you know, a longer time ago, if when we wanted to start a business years ago, we had no choice but to create our own stuff, right? It's like, there was no way to get certified or there weren't these other options to really like follow in somebody else's footsteps and follow their flow and use their IP. We had no choice but to make up our own stuff and go out and do it. But now with more and more people coming in to start a business, like not everybody wants to or is meant to create their own IP, create their own stuff. Like there's a world of people that are really hungry to plug into something that is already proven, that's already tested, that we already know works so that they can like fast track their own business growth. You know, they can skip that whole, when when you certify someone, you're allowing them to like skip that whole piece of the journey where it's like, what am I doing? What's working? Who do I want to serve? How do I want to structure this? Do I want to do it this way? Do I want to do it that way? Like there's that whole part of the earlier stages of business growth when somebody gets certified, they get to skip all that. And they can just jump straight into, all right, I've got this, you know, I've got this proven methodology. I'm learning it. I've been working with it. I've been certified in it. I'm ready to rock and roll. And away they go to grow their business. Like this is a really, really great time to be offering something like this when we have that, that proven methodology Mm. to be able to offer. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, even if we just look at the stats, 10% of people are natural leaders. So all of you listening to this would be right, because we're speaking to experts and thought leaders, and another 20% can be taught to be leaders. That means 30% of people aren't leaders. And that's not a bad thing. It means that they actually will appreciate this plug and play because they want to help people. Yeah, but they're just either not wired for it, or they just don't have the desire to to build something, right? Those of us that are builders, those of us that kind of treat business like art uh, are probably more, more likely to create this stuff. But I can say that, yeah. you know, I just had someone come in my, my messenger this morning and you'd be proud, Tina, because I let my team answer all those messages now, even though it's very tempting to just answer them myself. <laughs> it's a little struggle, right? Being on social media and not checking that, that messenger, right? Because anyways, you get it. Um, so someone was like, Oh, yeah, I'm so excited to take this and learn from the best, right? Because we positioned ourselves as the best training school for this particular um, niche that we're in. And I genuinely, it doesn't mean other people are bad. It doesn't mean they're also not amazing. It just means that 
nobody else is going to tell you that you're the best training school, for example, you have to tell the world that you are and then mm -hmm. make sure everything is calibrated to match that. Right. So, um, yeah, I will say that, uh, in the journey of thought leadership, I, I really don't know how we could not have our own methodology out there, whether it's certified, yeah. whether it's licensing at some point you are going to arrive there. And I, I personally believe it's better to be proactive about that. That's just my opinion. But, um, you know, you're, you're actually answering a lot of prayers by doing that. It's a positioning tool, first and foremost. Yeah. And it's something that in yeah. my, you know, because I talk a lot about client attraction, that I do think that when you're positioned as the authority in your industry, uh, people sell themselves on you. you. You actually do far less selling because all of the things that are out in the world sell people or don't sell people on you, depending on whether they think you're, you know, um, <laughs> whatever people are going to think, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, but then, you know, you're answering the prayer of the person that wants to go and help people, but they don't know where to start. And you just are like, here's yep. how you can help people. Uh, you're, you're creating a legacy or creating leverage, if not scale. I mean, one of the biggest ways to scale a company and literally be able to sell it, take it public, retire, Mm -hmm. you know, have, have another CEO running your company is to have an asset like a certification or licensing program yep. that, Absolutely. uh, that someone else can run, that it's independent. Like, yes, it's your IP, but other people can be trained in it with one of my certifications now. And it was never the plan, right? It's, it's been building the plane as we go. Cause I always thought I would be the only teacher. And then I eventually mm. let that go. And I was like, okay, I'll train other people how to teach this. And I have a very high standard of care. And then just recently, I'm like, oh, I, I think I'm done teaching teachers now. I'm going to let uh, other people come in and be the train the trainer, or like train the teacher, right? Yeah. So there's this whole flow of, yeah. uh, of how that works. And there's very little that, that I need to do now. And that's just like you said, you get to a point in your journey, I think, where it's kind of inevitable. I think if you're feeling bored or restless, or you're feeling, you know, as a growth mindset person, right? This is, yeah. the, you, you're, when it's time to create something like this, you're probably gonna feel some restlessness. The other thing I was gonna say too, and I, I'd love to have you speak more to this because I know some of our, of our other cherished VIPs and other experts and other people listening to this either want to break into corporate mm -hmm. and or um, are already serving corporate and, and they're getting approached, right? Especially like you brought up COVID, right? There's all this, like, how do you lead a team virtually? How do you lead people through surge capacity? How do you lead people through existential angst? How do you lead people through, like, these are very, to not overuse the word that was overused in 2020, unprecedented times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that was the big thing in 2020. And, um, but I know a lot of people have great success licensing their IP to corporate. Like we're talking multi six figure, if not seven plus figure mm -hmm. uh, licensing deals. Right. So yeah. Can you speak a little bit more about that. Yeah. There's, I mean, it really depends on what it is you've created and how it works and what it serves. You know, if you're coming from a background of having really mastered various aspects of working in corporate, then by all means, you can license and or train and certify other people to do the same. If you've created some great uh, training or methodology that can become like its own standalone 
sort of thing, like workshops or different aspects of that, those can be offered into corporate environments from like a licensing perspective of here's a license for however many people to go through this training or go through this program or use this methodology. There's some really great ways mm -hmm. to expand in that sense. You know, the, the, the corporate side of things tends to lean more into the licensing piece of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. as opposed to the certification side of things, although there's certainly some overlap between the two there. Um, but even like you're saying, the the idea of like the world going, I mean, we kind of chuckle because we were already all working online. I mean, in my, I've worked from home since 1999, right? So it's like, I've worked online a long, long time at this point. But when yeah. the world came online a few couple of years ago, it was like initially the first couple of years really felt like, oh my gosh, this, that, figure it out. It felt temporary. And then mm -hmm. I feel like now this year, you see more and more bigger companies that are making decisions around things like, um, hey, you know, we're all, we are going to be remote or we're going to be hybrid. We're going to be part in the office or part at home or we're going to be this or we're going to be that. And it opens up all kinds of opportunity to, to target and work with corporate folks. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, whether it's through licensing or certification side of things and or through other ways, too, of like training and workshops and consulting and all kinds of mm -hmm. stuff there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of, it all comes back to, in from my perspective of it too, it always comes back to like, who are we? What do we know? What do we have great experience in? What do we know works? Like, what can we really stand behind and say, this is something that I know works. This is something that I know can be effective. This is something that I know can help people. And the ultimate decision as business owners, if we're in a space of either wanting to change how we're working because we're just ready for something new, we're feeling restless or a little bored, and or we're in a space of like, I want to continue to grow and expand in my business, it really becomes this decision of, okay, what do I want to do? Like, what do I want this next phase or this evolution of my business to look like? Because mm -hmm. there's so many options out there now, which mm -hmm in and of itself could be almost a little <laughs> overwhelming in some ways, but at the same time, it really does open up that there's just a ton of opportunity mm -hmm. to yeah. do what we do in different ways. Yeah. And for anyone listening to this that, and I get it because we, we do have a lot on our plate. Typically if we're visionaries, we, we have no shortage of ideas, but we definitely have a shortage of time typically. And so I think we can, depending again on, on where we're at might say, Oh, that can wait, or that's not a priority. And, and that may be true for sure. But what I can say is that, you know, you're leaving at least six figures annually on the table every year by not launching your certification, but let's just assume yeah. your certification is I I'm making I'll low ball it and say your certification is going to be 5k and you have 20 people coming in that in a year, which is nothing exactly. you are, if you're thought leader and you've been building your list and you've, you're engaged on social media, bringing 20 people into a certification, if you write good copy and make it super clear why it's a no brainer for them to sign up, that's already a hundred K and yes. yeah, you're creating it as you go, but once you create it, it's created. So it might, it might be 5k all in for, you know, right. Like bringing in a copywriter, getting all the bells and whistles or whatever. Right. But 
but year after year, if all you did was enroll 20 people into a 5k certification, that's a hundred K every year. But of course you wouldn't want to do that, right? You would want to be maybe getting, eventually getting a hundred people going through your certification at 5k. And I could, you know, I know you can all do the math, right. But, but I don't know from, and this is just me being the crazy businesswoman that I am, right. I, I don't know why that would not be kind of an obvious business venture to partake in, especially because it's so leveraged and yeah. allows you to scale. So, but like you said, you know, you obviously want to be in the right place for sure. And really actually having something uh, proprietary and, and that kind of thing. So I will say too, um, as we sort of bring this to a close today and we'll have you back on to chat more about it, uh, knowing you and I work with you personally on this too, right? Like you're reviewing my existing certification and then we're creating my second or, or actually it's really my third but making sure that it's all built with gorilla tape right from the get-go or gorilla glue i should say instead of duct tape and <laughs> uh, i have a bad habit of over delivering and undercharging, so mm. we uh, are making sure that i'm going to be properly compensated for this but i will say for anyone because you may not know tina uh, she's got a very high standard of care but additionally because she's been around for so long and she's a savvy businesswoman it's not creating certification for the sake of it she's going to be showing you how to you know exponentialize your income from this and and how to do yeah. it in a very easy way in a repeatable predictable way so it's uh of all the things that we get invited to invest in over any course of a year as business owners right there's never a shortage of of opportunities to sharpen our saw or to learn how to build a membership or learn how to do this new thing in my opinion and yes i'm a little biased i do think a certification is is a no-brainer especially if we're out in the world as an expert or a thought leader we're definitely building our authority platform so oh yeah so whether you have one, Tina can absolutely look at it and audit your the entirety of your program to then look at um, what can be optimized, where there might be micro leaks and things like that. And then of course, if you have IP, and it's usually those of us that are overqualified and we're suffering from imposter syndrome, like who me, I've got something to say. We're yeah. usually the ones that actually have a lot to say. Uh, Tina, Tina yep. can help you. Uh, you know, extract that, but it, it's, it's definitely worth at least a chat to see how she can support you. So Tina, as our preferred vendor, this is for all of you listening, we only have, um, we only invite in people that I personally know and know are amazing at uh, taking care of people and are really amazing at what they do. And we only have one preferred vendor for, for category. And Tina is going to be our go-to person for helping you create certification and or expand your existing certification. So what is the best way for people to follow up with you? Yeah, you can email me, Tina, at tinaforsyth.com. That is definitely probably the most uh, reliable <laughs> way for us to connect. I'm also, or my website is tinaforsyth.com as well. Uh, you'll find me on Facebook for the most part. You'll definitely find me a little bit on Instagram as well uh, as ways to connect. But yeah, I'm happy like anybody who's considering even this idea of like, could I, should I, do I want to, you know, I'd love to hear from you and connect um, even just to see, cause that really is the first question. Like, is this the right model for me? Yes or no. 
you know, and, and there's some, some things to look at and really consider in that decision. And when it is, um, to your point as well, Jennifer, it's like we barely, we didn't really touch on that in the conversation yet, but this is a, it is like a compounding business model. Um, as you certify more people and more people become certified. And when you're looking at things like renewing their certification or ongoing programs or continuing education for them, or some of the maybe royalty commission sides or different things that can get built into this model. Like it really is a model that every time someone goes through your program and becomes certified, it like continues to build and build and build that community over time. And it's, yeah, it can provide some amazing things to your, you know, to your business and growth and income over mm -hmm. the years as well, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say as someone that now sees students that are out there teaching, and I have never even personally chatted with them, but they've been certified in my methodology. Yeah. It's, it's quite a profound, like, total neutrality around that. And also, interesting right it's a it's an interesting feeling of like oh wow that person's teaching my methodology and I've never had a conversation with them because there are so yeah. many people removed from me now but I know that it's, if they're teaching yeah. there's a certain standard that they've had to have met so I can feel good about who I put in positions to teach teachers right and so on and so on but yeah it's from a from a leadership perspective it's definitely compound leadership but from a monetary perspective it's definitely compounding as well it's it's probably Absolutely really yeah. one of the most efficient um, and expansive ways, I think, not not the only, but definitely up there is the top, you know, five or something ways to really be efficient in uh, compounding our income. So Absolutely. Tina, thank you for being here. I so yeah, appreciate you. And we'll put Tina's information in the show notes for you. And uh, it'll be on our website as a, as a living, uh, ever, ever living, um, information for you uh, definitely check out our preferred vendors section that's where you'll find tina and um i guess we'll we'll come back and maybe maybe we'll debrief about how much of a pain in the butt i was to work with and uh, <laughs> kidding <laughs> we're just getting started but yeah i'm just kidding <laughs> tina is fantastic and obviously she does the uh, obm certification as well i definitely recommend that i i know just a gazillion people that have gone through it and only rave reviews like people definitely the the standard that you're setting in an industry that has very little standards and zero regulation mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's definitely um it gives people like me peace of mind when i'm hiring an obm to know that uh you know there there's going to be certain things that are taken care of that i don't have to mm -hmm. worry about so that's the other piece you can connect with her on and uh, I know that you'll be taken care of and or send your team members to that training. So Tina, thank yes. you for being here. Thanks to all of you for being here. We're looking forward to any questions and ahas that you receive. Definitely reach out to Tina if you want to even determine like, is this, is this for me? And is this the right time for me and what's involved in this and see where it takes you, right? It doesn't, you're not losing anything by doing that. So thank you again for being here. We'll see you all again next time. Bye for now. Thank you.
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.